Fat even told me once, uh, we were having a conversation and she was like, Just, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not think you were going to make it through tour. She was like, after the first day, I, I, had, I had no doubt in my mind that you were going to leave. Oh. And I was like, I didn't know why I was going to leave neither. What's going on, creative people? Welcome to episode four of the Creatives Are Essential podcast. As usual, I got my bros with me. To my left, I got Will Stitt. Say hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> I got Joe Stitt to well, my well, right. friends. And today is a very special day. We have a very special guest with us, our very first guest on the podcast, um, cinematographer, photographer, editor. Ooh. Most notably known for his work with uh, great artists, Toby and Weegway. We have Justin Stewart in the building. What's going on, man? Hello. I'm doing good. I didn't realize I was the first one. On the- yeah. 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 I mean, you are the first we're one. We're only four episodes in, so. I was feeling so much less pressure before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just pretend that I never said it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, so what's going on? Like, first of all, start with, you know, where are you based out of? Um, and then people who don't know you, like, give us like a brief introduction about yourself. Uh, I'm based in Houston, Texas, uh, but I'm originally from San Antonio. Uh, okay. I've been here for probably three, three years now. Um, yeah, but to start off in photography, that was the main thing that I wanted to do. Um and honestly, I'd say I still like photography more than videography, but really uh, a lot more of that now at this point. Um, so I, I was living in a town called Abilene, Texas, which is super small town. Well, not super small. I had like 125,000 people. Um, and I went to college out there, um, went to college for marketing, actually. And then towards my senior year, after my football uh, career was over, um, I was like, man, I don't really know like what I like to do. And so that's when I picked up a camera. Long story short, just was kind of self-taught and then uh, ended up here. I'm sure we'll go more in depth on that, on that story before this is over. But I don't yeah. want to answer too many of your questions at the very beginning. <laughs> you I, did? Go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, I actually have a quick question. You know, you said you're from San Antonio, right? And you're in yeah. Houston now. So best question right now is Spurs or Rockets? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither? What does that mean? I, I want to say this live and on air. I hate the San Antonio Spurs. Yikes. <laughs> My wife, from San Antonio, she's a Spurs fan. I have hated them my whole life. Oh, oh my, my God. A Lakers fan, which is even worse. Like, How already are you? A, you're a Lakers fan? Lakers fan through and through. How did that happen? Uh, my pops. He just taught me to hate the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just, they were bored of us. We were like, you know, we, me and my dad used to play basketball together a lot. We're like, we see people do what Tony Parker and Tim Duncan are doing. Well, that's true. Or every day, obviously at a much lower, less effective level. <laughs> that's true. But San Antonio. They, yeah, they are like a really, really boring team to watch. Thanks, Blue. Robotic. <laughs> so, they got the championship. Fundamentals. Oh, they got plenty. I'll never say the Spurs suck. You just they hate them. Suck. Okay. Well, that's a that's a hot take for you. There you go. All right. Well, well, tell us. You you kind of hit on it a little bit, but tell us like how did you how did you first get started into photography and video? Like, what was that journey like for you? Um, so yeah, like I was saying, I played football, uh, my whole life. I ended up getting a scholarship to go to the school that I went to. Um, I played there all four years. Um, and so, you know, football was the only thing that I really knew, um, at the time inside of myself, I felt like, oh, football is not that big of a deal to me. But like, once it was over, I was like, oh man, I had like a huge identity crisis, um, and, you know, a lot of times people don't really prepare you. Coaches yeah. don't really prepare you for when sports are going to be over. Because, you know, they got a job they got to do. They're trying to feed their family. So it's not like, you know, you're here, you play football, 
I'm not super concerned about the person I am, but like, right. I'm not necessarily prepare you for when you're not here. I need you to produce here, right? And then not here later. So yeah, went went through an identity crisis. Um, looking back, I'd probably even say like a, a minor depression for a while. Um, and then uh, my best friend, his name is Torin Davis. He started getting pretty popular on Instagram, like doing fitness stuff. Um, and so we started taking pictures for him, which we were just doing on like iPhones and stuff initially. Um, and then <clears throat> he rented a camera from our library at the college one day. And, you know, I was just using it on auto. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like we all do. Um, so, yeah, we started taking pictures on that. We want them to be a little bit better for Instagram. Um, and then as time went on, I was like, well, man, like, we have to start taking pictures so early because it's getting dark. Like, I don't, if, I don't really know what else I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to <laughs> and, you know, as that went on, I got more interested in it. He started getting more buzz. Um, I remember when I learned what like aperture and f stop was and how to make the background on the pictures blur yeah <laughs> that's it i think that was like a turning point because i was like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bro i got it uh so yeah that's how i started off with doing that with him um and really he was kind of the one of the few people i took pictures of for probably like a year year and a half but we would shoot like at any chance we got like we would probably shoot like four or five times a week um just like in random places. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's how I got started. He ended up moving back to Houston. Um, and I stayed at Abilene. Um, and then I just, YouTube University, man. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. Every single thing I know how to do, editing, lighting, all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's how I got started. Now, we know, like, you just say that once you got out of college, first of all, let me say this. I completely relate to what you're talking about. Not only like did I have my own little football depression because I played football in college as well, and it's like and in high school and and in high well yeah yeah high school college, and like I can't tell you how many guys, including myself, had to go through that same thing because you put all your chips in this basket yeah. of athleticism, and then when it don't work out, it's like well who am I outside of this? <laughs> what do I do now? You know. Um, but it's so real, so so real. Uh, now, in in the same way, what was that moment when you said, "Okay, I want to do this as a career"? You know, it's like, yeah, you're getting invested in being a photographer. Like, yo, this is fun. I like this. I like taking these pictures. Oh, snap! The blur- the background's blurry. Oh, snap! I can do something with this. Like, what was the moment when you said, "You know what? I think I want to pursue this as a career"? Uh, probably in like 2017. Um, I did a like a photo shoot for this boutique in the town I was living in Abilene um, and like got paid like a a substantial amount for like what I was doing at the time yeah so I was like man like if I did this you know you start doing math in your head if I did this X amount of time <laughs> I could make the same amount I'm making my 9 to 5 and blah blah and my 9 to 5 was Enterprise rental car when I got out of college yeah with, okay uh, it was horrible. <laughs> so terrible. And that was another thing I think was like, I think if I had a first like career that I enjoyed more than working at Enterprise, I may not have been so like anxious to like take the chance and risk it. But I was like, man, if this is what like the workforce is like, like, cause that was the first time I had to go to work like every day, yeah. 17 to 6 p.m. like dealing with cut like that was the first time I had to do that because I was like man if this is what this feels like every day I'm supposed to do this till I'm 65 like nah this ain't <laughs> no so a, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably 2017 I had been at my job for probably like a year or so and I was like I, yeah I can't do it I'm wasting my life away yeah so I, I how, feel you on that one man but I was gonna say how old were you at that point uh, 2017, I was 24. Okay. Yeah, so I had, yeah, I have been doing photography for a few years. And then I, I, I'm, you know, I brought up my wife earlier. I was married too. Um, I had been married for about like three years at that time. So that was another thing that I kind of had to take into account. Uh, you know, when, when deciding, oh, I'm going to like follow this dream and try to make it happen. But my wife is like, if that's what you want to do, that's what I want you to try to do. Because she was like, you're not even the same person, you know, working this job that you hate. You're not even the same man out of here. You're completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
support like that, like, no, nah, go do it, try it. Uh, definitely was like the little extra oomph that I needed for sure. I about to say, that's yeah. dope that you have that support because it's like one thing, it's like, okay, I want to pursue this, but I also have a whole yeah. like family now to take care of that I have to provide for. So it's like, do I take this risk of doing the thing that I want to do or like stay with this job that's has security, you know? Right. That's yeah. dope though. Do you think yeah. that that's like a, a driving motivation for a lot of creatives to like, they just don't feel, I know that I definitely can relate. Um, not being able to get with the traditional nine to five, mm -hmm. you know? And of course that's what a lot of us saw growing up. Cause that's the, the, what our parents did, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's hard. Cause like you said, that's the security and mm -hmm. those early stages of being a creative, you, you know, I think a lot of times people, you know, feel like they're where they need to be earlier than they really are. Mm -hmm. Um, or like they just, you know, a lot of people don't get the chance to get a mentor when they're being, when they're creative. Like yeah. a lot of times you get to get around the types of sets and projects and stuff that you want to be around. So like, I think also not being able to see it in front of you and that nine to five is right there. Like it's your real life. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that makes it super difficult, but I think uh, support is a huge part too. Like people telling you that you can do it. Cause my wife telling me that, uh, you know, my parents, like you said, work nine to five. So that's what you see. Um, and my, my dad was just like, you know, son, I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, um, that I just like didn't do. Cause they, you know, my parents had kids relatively early. So that was another thing. They didn't have the, you know, their life wasn't set up in a way where they could just be like, ah, if I don't make no money this month, like I'm cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, just like kind of what my life circumstances were, um, and having support from like the people around me. Um, I like, if I don't try to do this now, then you know, there's not going to be a better time than this. So. Right. Okay. Well, 2017, it wasn't that long ago, it wasn't. you know? So from like then when you, you know, got paid, however much you got paid for this project to now, like your work is being viewed by like millions of people, you know, you shot the BT hip hop awards, uh, you know, segment for Toby. Dope. You know, like the concept for the videos being used for the Apple music commercial, like, that's that's a big climb like what was what did that look like for you how did you get linked with toby and from you know 2017 to where you are now yeah, so this is my where, where i might go long i ain't gonna lie to <laughs> hey uh, take your time yeah it's uh it's god man that's first off that's the first thing i'm saying the way that things have happened has just been like insane um so uh, yeah, 2017, I was in Abilene, which is, to give, like, context to where that is, it's, like, six hours northwest of Houston. Okay. Um, and my wife is a pharmacist, um, and so she was in pharmacy school at the time, and um, we found out in 2018 that we were moving to Houston. We found out, like, April of 2018 um, that we were moving to Houston in June for her to do residency. Um, and I had found Toby's music probably like the very beginning of 2018, maybe the end of 2017. Um, Cause he actually played ball. A guy who was a senior at my college when I got there was a freshman at UNT when Toby was there. When Toby was a senior at UNT. Um, and so that guy posted, um, man, what song was it? They're wearing yellow. They're at the AV football stadium. You know, from the slot, you can get your issue. I know the words, but I don't remember the name of the song. But anyway, I know a video. I know, I know which one you're talking about too. I just don't remember the name. Uh, okay, well, he posted the video on Instagram, and I was like, "Yo, who is this guy? Like, I don't hear nobody making music like this." And right. so, I think like what a lot of people do with Toby because the catalog is so big and it's intentional. I was able to just like go dive in. Like, there's a bunch of stuff for me to go listen to and watch and. You know, he's done a bunch of podcasts and all that stuff. So I'm just like diving in and like, this is all I'm listening to for days. Now I'm getting to Sundays. I'm looking for him every Sunday, like waiting. And so probably I had been listening for, you know, maybe like six months or so. We find out we're moving to Houston. And so the day I find out we're moving to Houston, I post on an Instagram story. Um, when I moved to Houston, I want to shoot a Toby in the Week Week show. Oh, wow. Just put that on my story. Post, put it out, posted it, tagged him in it, but like I didn't hear back from him or nothing. 
And, you know, I just said, I want to shoot a show. It was, it was real small, real small, you know what I'm saying? A little dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and so fast forward, me and my wife get to Houston. Um, I started shooting concerts because I had, in, in Abilene, there are no concerts. So I started, started shooting concerts when I came to uh, Houston at Warehouse Live. Uh, got a contact over there and I was shooting shows. I was probably shooting three or four shows a week because uh, I was going to get into concert photography. I wanted to do festivals. You know, I wanted to go on the road with artists. I wanted to be like, y'all know who Greg Noir is? Yeah. 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 Okay. Greg Noir was like the driving thing for me. Like, I was like trying to get into that line of work. Got you. Okay. So I'm shooting shows and then after the shows would be over, I'd stay up, you know, as long as it took, I'd probably edit what I thought were the best four or five photos. Um, and then I'd send them to the artists and like try to get it to them before whoever they had on the road with them was giving them pictures. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing that. And the second show I ever shot, the second one was uh, Trader Truth was having a show in Houston. Um, like during his trade weekend thing that he does here in Houston. And Toby ended up being one of the like guest performers. Mm, look at God. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like this just lined up just nutty. And like Waka Flocka, Boosie, um, a few other like really big name people was there. But like, I, I wasn't concerned about none of that. I was like, Toby is here. Like this is who I wanted to shoot. So um you know, when his set starts, I'm I'm going, I'm like, I'm trying to get on my composition right, make sure my light is good, everything. I'm like, this is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta be perfect. Yeah. And so I ended up taking this picture where he's like screaming in the mic and he like got it, he got his west up like real high. And it's like just this red light, like just over his whole face. Everything's just like red and black. And I got it up on my wall over here, actually. Um and so when I took that picture, I was like, oh, this is this is this one's special. Like hopefully he'll post it. So I edited that, sent it to him. Uh he posted it like the next morning. And so, I mean, this is when he had probably, you know what I'm saying? He still had a good following. It was probably like two hundred thousand or somewhere in there. Okay. Um, and so I'm like, I'm in there. Like he reposted. Hey, are we live? Like he about to ask me to go on tour. So I'm, like, I'm sitting here thinking one little reposted picture is going to mean something like that. So um, I'm hyped the whole next day. Uh, so he was going to have a show at White Oak Music Hall, his first concert in Houston, like two weeks after that, maybe. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm definitely going to be able to get in. Like, I'm just going to hit him on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be in the show right there. You got P now. Exactly. He know me. We boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm hitting him in the DM. Like, hey, bro, I can get to the show. Yada, yada, yada. I can get a pass. I'm trying to hit management. Trying to hit, you know what I'm saying? I know them people now. So I still be like, that's crazy how y'all ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the show and y'all are out of line still um so i don't hear back from nobody uh that sucks yeah. <laughs> i'm seeing everybody pictures from everything else um and then i see that greg noir was there and he took some fire and i was like they didn't need me there no way <laughs> i mean they had greg there so uh fast forward i just keep shooting shows i'm not in contact with him no more after that um, I'm just still shooting shows, trying to get into festivals, do all that stuff. Um, so this is probably like July 2018, about December 2018. They post something on Instagram that they're looking for like an intern to do like photo and video work for them. Mm, so okay. um, I send in my portfolio, which I now have, right? Because I've been shooting three to four shows a week for the last six months. Right. Yeah. If I hadn't been doing that, I wouldn't have had nothing to show him that like pertained to what he does. Because everything else I did was like fashion, portrait, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yourself. yeah. That's so, a whole topic in itself, honestly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, I have this just like extensive thing of shooting concerts to send to him. And so I send that. Um, I hear back probably like within a week. And so I'm like, I'm in there again. I'm telling <laughs> him, I'm in this thing. I done made it. We together. <laughs> Uh, and so I ended up like having a meeting with him and Fat and his uh, manager at the time. Um, and so we're sitting there, we're talking, we're chopping it up. And the conversation is really not even about like, you know, what I can do as far as photography stuff goes. It was about like, what kind of person are you? Um, mm. 
Mm. And there was a lot of things that we just like were the same on, you know, he played football in college. I played, we both kind of went through the like, what's next in my life phase. Um, all that stuff. So that's January. They're about to go on tour in March on the first tour that they did. Um, they told okay. me from the start. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, these boys about to take me on tour. <laughs> they know me for a month. <laughs> And they want to take me on the road. So uh, I like how you keep getting ahead of yourself. You're right. All the time. And, <laughs> I, and I learned to stop doing that. I learned to stop doing that. But I was doing it at the time. Because it was just amazing to me that it was falling in line like this. Right. So, like, it's destiny. It's destiny. I'm going on tour. This is it, guys. This is what God has for me. <laughs> promise. Uh, and so, yeah, they go on the road. Uh, in March, obviously, I don't go. I don't want to hear from again after we have the conversation at the coffee shop. <laughs> so, it's like, man, I, I must not be a great person. They were asking about my character. I must be terrible. <laughs> well, I thought I did good. Apparently, I did not. Uh, and so, I just keep shooting shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, like, because I'm 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 inching closer and closer. Um, and so. Uh, I started telling my parents about it, told me, and I'm like, yeah, if I can go on tour with like anybody, like it's this dude. Like I just want to go on tour in general, but if yeah. I can go with anybody, it's this dude. And I think I actually told them that before I met him. Um, and so they get back from tour. I just start doing stuff for free. Like I'm just wherever they need me to be, whenever they need me to be there, I'm showing up. And so, uh, and one of the things I actually did when I moved to Houston was I was Ubering. Because I was like, if I Uber, I can make money, but I can be free for whenever opportunities arise. Right. That's smart. Yeah. And, you know, that, that was one of the things that was tough because there's this like stigma about Uber driving. Right. And so people in my life, people around me were like, you Uber dog? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm Ubering. But like, it's, it's in order to. Yeah. Right. For, you know what I'm saying? I can't be working a job where I got a schedule. Right. And, Somebody hits me for something and now I'm trying to be like, yeah. oh, can I take off, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That used to be me. So, uh, yeah. So I was doing that. So they started calling me for like, can you come to the studio and shoot some behind the scenes? Can you come to the video and shoot some behind the scenes? And, uh, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself the way that we realized that I do. <laughs> I, did, I did not do a lick of video work before I started working with Toby. I had never oh, wow. one video. Oh, wow. I didn't start doing video stuff until March of 2019 after they didn't take me on a tour. I had convinced myself I was supposed to be going on. And it was because they, they called me and they said, do you do a video too or do you just do photos? And I was like, oh, I only do photos. And I remember his manager specifically said, oh, well, the other guy does videos. Um, so, all right, thanks. We appreciate it. And I was like, dang. Like, oh, I dang. Wish. He had to tell you that. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> 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 Could have left uh, that part out. Right. Hey, sorry. The other guy's better than you. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Way better than you. So, yeah. Dang. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, that was the first time I was like, man, I missed out on this opportunity because I don't do video work. Mm. Like that was the first time I felt like not doing videos like set me back. Because people have been telling me like, oh, you should try like getting into videos. You should start doing videos, start doing videos. And I'm like, nah, I'm cool on all that moving stuff. Like just give me my photos. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started doing video work because of that one phone call. Um, and then I started showing up for them. Like I said, doing stuff for free. I'm staying up all night to edit and caption stuff. Um, so I do that from probably like April till November. Um, and they called me, um, like October of 2019. And they're like, Hey, we're going on the tour. We like been talking about it and we want you to like come on the road with us. And so now, you know, it's fine. Exactly. I thought I was going to do a lot. Two times already, I didn't convince myself. He's like, but we want you to drive the bus. You know, we don't. Bus driver dropped out last minute. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a fast learner. 
So yeah, they take me on a road with them. Um, and that was the worst six weeks of my life. Wow. Why? Like plot twist. Right. <laughs> uh it was it was just it was a it was a it was a hard work that I had never done before. Mm. And and it was unfamiliar because right, I've been doing video for six months at this point. So like I'm still in the early like learning phase. Yeah. And like now I'm thrown in this like whirlwind of jumping from city to city. My luggage is underneath the bus. I'm staying in a hotel here, hotel there. Um, I mean, y'all follow Toby, so y'all know how much content we put out. Yeah. So shooting, I'm shooting from like when he gets up usually, which was like 7 a.m. till all, I'm all day through the show. <laughs> show is over probably... Shows were usually in maybe midnight. Jeez. And then I have to go to the bus and turn around two videos wow. for the next day. Mm-hmm. And so... So when are I, you sleeping? That's why it was the worst six weeks of my life. Also, yeah. how many hard drives did you go through? Right, yeah. that was my next question. <laughs> uh, I went through... I, and I made it through with two four terabyte hard drives. That's Jesus. a lot for for a Jeez. month and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, Gosh. I was and like you know, it's one thing to have to edit the videos, and so I'm make I'm usually making like kind of a daily vlog type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there will be like um, a moment from the show. So we would either do kind of like a highlight reel type thing from the show, but most of the time we try to find like a specific, you know, maybe two or three minutes that was like super special. Mm-hmm. That we could put out, um, but the, the the toughest thing was doing the captions, like because I'm having to type. Oh yes, <laughs> I <I'm>, think <laughs> we all had that experience. Gosh, man, captions. Oh. captions are my they were my kryptonite. I'm slowly improving, but I'm like, can y'all help me write this caption, please? And they like. You want no. your own. But but you're talking about the actual like the the subtitles, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, those those are a killer, too. They take yeah. so much time. Yeah. I'm like, do do they really? Can't like, you just turn your audio on? Y'all, like, they y'all don't can really hear it. need to right. <laughs> you know what he's read saying. it, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so on the note, right, I'm, I, I am, I, and I've been doing captions since, you know, I started working with them back in March. So, like, the captions aren't anything new to me. Um, but now I'm not sleeping. And right. I'm, right. I type and, like, make sure things are spilled properly. And yeah. All that um, and so, but I was like that too. I was like, man, these captions, like people, like they, people can hear you. Like, why you got me typing? <laughs> um, and then we had, uh, these two girls, these two, like, they weren't like all the way deaf, but they were like. Hard of hearing. Essentially deaf. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they were legally deaf. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, the captions, like the fact that you put captions on all your videos, like means so much to us. And I was like, the captions have, they have a purpose too. Like, I, I hate them. I still hate them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even after hearing that beautiful story, you know what I'm saying, how much they mean to this person, I still hate the captions, but because I now understand that they're making a difference for somebody. Yeah, I, it yeah. helps. But even when you said that, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. now you definitely can't get rid of them. Exactly. So yeah, p- pumping out those two videos, we we did twenty nine shows in six weeks. Um, but I mean, and it's not like I was only putting out videos when we had shows. I'm putting out videos on the days off too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was just a rough six weeks. That those six weeks showed me like what I was made of and what I could do. Right. I didn't want to ever have to do it that way again. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably ran off an average of three hours of sleep a night maybe and that was like a scattered three hours like as soon as we got to the bus like I'd go to sleep and like get an hour in and then get up edit some maybe go get another hour in and then finish up and then like whatever time I had left kind of between when I thought he would be up it's kind of the rest of what I got Um, in the first in the first three days I slept three hours total what? Wow. Yeah. Wow. The first thing that's like three hours total. Cause I, I like I never been I never even been on tour. Going on tour is already something all in itself. Yeah, it uh, is. 
And then having to work, be working the whole time and constantly pumping out the videos was added on top of that. And so we did Dallas, OKC, Phoenix, back to back to back. And I slept three hours total. And that would have been the worst footage I've ever shot in my life. And the camera would have been like, (laughs) 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 it would have been terrible. Were the were the beds comfortable at least? Uh, man, I was so tired it didn't even matter. Like, (laughs) like, I was so sleepy, but so high strung because I was like, I have to. I have to get everything. Like I can't miss a moment. If I miss yeah. a moment, yeah. Job and if something happens, or if, if Toby's like, "Hey, man, why didn't you get this?" or "Why weren't you recording when this was happening?" Like I had that pressure on myself, and so even if I did get a little bit of time to like go lay down in the bed, I'm like, I'm supposed to be working. Yeah. So there wasn't even really like there wasn't quality sleep happening. I was basically laying there like half awake, half asleep. Sheesh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was probably for the first month of the tour where I wasn't, like, actually sleeping. Uh, but like I said, that those six weeks, I think those six weeks probably put me a year ahead of where I would have been if I hadn't gone on tour. I was just yeah. about to ask you that. Like, do you feel like that experience prepared you for where you are now? Because you guys are still putting out content, like, regularly, and it's, like, very high-quality content. And I know I'm kind of, like, jumping here, but, like that's a lot still. Yeah. And it, um, and that's the beauty of going on the tour before I got put in the position of like, now you do like the videos, like you do the music videos, you do like the promos that we putting out, you do like the main things that we're giving out to, you know, what's now a million followers. Um, having that pressure on me then and like working off of no sleep and understanding like, you know, sometimes I have to sacrifice the sleep mm-hmm. to get done what has to be done. And so now, man, putting out the videos every week and, like, captioning the videos and everything just feels so, like, regular. Like, you have to feel... And, like, I understand it's not regular. And, it like, what we do is hard. Um, Yeah. Because going through the tour and then, like, now being around, um, it just just feels like the way that the week goes. Like, I wake up on Monday and I'm like, okay, this is what we got to get done to to get things done. Like I said, I was up to 4.30 last night. working on something we decided to shoot last minute. So, um, yeah, that tour just, like, kind of showed me how far I could push it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, intend to, I don't intend to keep pushing it like that, but when I have to, like, I know I know it's down in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the really cool things that um, when talking about your journey from 2017 to now is the fact that, yes, what we do is it's fun, but it, like you said, it's hard. And I think a lot of people think that, well, because I don't have a traditional nine to five, that it's just easy and it's mm-hmm. great, but it's mm-hmm. not. There are real mm-hmm. struggles and there are real, yes. you know, uh, obstacles that we have to, to go through. So we get to this point where we are now and people see what we're doing right now. It's like, whoa, you know, yeah. but they don't see what it took to get there. Yeah, so there was a price yeah. that was paid for. Yeah, that. I think yeah. that's dope, man. Oh man, you! But you said something right there, because people think like, you know, a lot. A lot of times, like, my mother-in-law, for instance, will tell people like what I'm doing, and like, they think like it's a, uh, you know, a lot of people who don't understand like what we do. They think like being a photographer, like doing videography, is like something that's only supposed to be a hobby, and so they think it's right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, you know, is he making any money doing that? Like, is it a real job and blah, blah, blah. And I have that, you know, with a lot of older people in my life because yeah. I talk to older friends who don't, you know, their minds are stuck and I need to be working a nine to five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, also it's just like, it's, we, the nine to five is like, you know, leaving the nine to five and having the freedom of being a creative, like, sounds like it's the fun, like easy going, I just kind of do what I want thing. Like, but it's like, bro, I, I work now whenever I need to be working. Right. And yeah. So, There's no set know, schedule yeah. with it. Yeah. I have a eight hour day. Like mm-hmm. if, if Toby calls me at five o'clock in the morning and it's something I need to do that I like didn't get done when I was supposed to get it done or, you know, there's something we need to have done now. Cause something needs to be going on. Like I get up and I do it. Yeah. Like I can't be like, oh, it's not nine o'clock yet. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the, that's the trade-off that people don't see. Like, I, I always say, like, working a nine-to-five is, even though you may not enjoy it, it's definitely the easier thing to do. You clock in, you do your job, you clock out, and then you don't got to think about it until, you know, you go back to work. So you go back. Mm-hmm. Man, those Best Buy days, man. <laughs> they were miserable, but like so much easier. It's like, I'm like, this is what y'all complain about? Yeah. You know, I'm used to being self-employed and this is what y'all complain about. This yeah. seems pretty and, easy to me. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm my own boss and this and that. And, but, and like, eh, essentially you're trading out a boss for a bunch of other random bosses. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like when you're working for this person and that person, you're just like... Yeah. Imagine your boss, but just several different ones that <laughs> right. you got to deal with. Every, all the random people you work with, you having to deal with like multiple traits you don't like. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah. Like, right, yeah, that's facts. I, I, like this thing that that boss does, but like, I can get over. It. Yeah, that's like, so true. Somebody who's like a micromanager, and this person is just rude and yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's funny how too. It's like people are just like, well, you can you can edit that, right? You can just. You can just you can edit my smile, right? I'm like, not not necessarily. <laughs> like, like, I'm not a magician. Photoshop not gonna do it, right? Right. Okay, so you you were talking about how you had never even done video, so now you get thrown on this tour yeah. where you're producing video. Well, not for the first time, but in that setting, like it's an intense environment. And then fast forward, now you're doing like music videos. You yeah. know, like, what was that transition like? How did you become the the official, like, music video guy? Yeah, so they asked me to, like, come on as, like, a full-time person, I guess, in, like, February. Um, and so... Of 2020? Of 2020, yeah. Okay. So everything was, like, everything I had done up to the point of the tour was free. I wasn't making a dollar off of them. I was doing other, I was doing other projects and stuff, like, to make my money. Oh, wow. Um, but everything I was doing for wow. Toby like I was just showing up like off the strength of like I believe in what y'all are doing. Including the you said including the tour? No, you, tour was the first time that I got. Oh, hey. okay. I was oh. like, boy. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know, I I don't know if you saw my face. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, that's when I that's when I came on like as the guy. Like I think after a tour. Um, Cause for that group over there, man, they've done so many things like with nothing and they've overcome so many things and they have such a mindset of like, you know, the, it's a very specific way of thinking to be a part of the team over there. If you want to be successful with them. Um, and so, you know, it's just like a, make no excuses, like kind of be resourceful. We don't want to hear why you can't do something like let's figure out a way to do it. Cause that, that was kind of what they did from the beginning. Like, you know, Toby was just shooting on his iPhone initially because he didn't have nobody who, who wanted to shoot his videos for free because he had no money to get nobody. And then he yeah. started picking up some buzz. People started coming. So I think because of, you know, they built things from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they want to see what type of people, um, what type of person you are, what type of worker you are, what kind of mindset you have um, before they just like kind of bring you all the way in. Yeah. And so, you know, because it's, it's obviously a family thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I think after a tour, after they saw, because I, Fat even told me once, uh, we were having a conversation, and she was like, Just, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not think you were going to make it through tour. She was like, After the first day, I I had I had no doubt in my mind that you were going to leave. Oh. And I was like, I didn't know I was going to leave neither. We on the same page. Uh, yeah, but so, uh, yeah, I think after getting through the tour, um, like producing at the rate that I did, they were like, oh, this, like this guy is for real. We want to keep him around. Um, and so that's when they started having me shooting the music videos. I shot the first one, uh, like February of last year. Um, it was called slow down and it was kind of a one-off, um, cause we were putting out the live music videos from the tour that I was having to put together. Okay. So this the first like new like actual music video like traditional way that they do it that I shot um, and then yeah from there I've just been shooting all of them the, the early ones obviously you know you look at your early work you're like ah, I could have did that better yeah. uh, but they were they were patient enough with me to like allow me to grow and like you know 
get my feet underneath me and, um, you know, get my skills together because I was still less than a year in at that point. Right. Of making videos. So, yeah. So that's February and then March, Corona happened. Yeah. And it's quarantine. And then, you know, the whole, you know, the quarantine mint videos start coming out. Yeah. And I'm just seeing them like one after the next, after the next. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and finally, it was the um, the Make It Home video yeah. for me. And I was like, yo, who shot this? Because this is <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It's, it's such a simple concept. But then that's when I reached out to you. And yeah. I was like, yo, y'all are doing like, um, you like, you know, y'all are doing amazing work over there. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the funny things too, because it's like the whole mindset for us is always like, what's the next thing? Because we, you know, we put stuff out every week. So you don't really have time to like harp and enjoy nothing. Yeah. And so like, I remember when like, you know, when Make It Home took off the way that it did and like when Try Juice took off the way that it did, like, I was like, we literally, like, it, we would be two weeks down the line from the video, and I'm thinking we shot this video. Like, I'm thinking we, this video came out, like, two months ago, a month ago. <laughs> You're that far removed from it. Oh, we we get out of it quick. Like, as soon as it's done, we'll watch, we'll kind of, Sunday is, you know, when the video comes out, it's kind of the day we'll watch it. You know, we'll see what kind of numbers it's doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then Monday rolls around, and it's like, all right. This is like a new, like a new, we treat everything like sports because he plays sports and they'll play sports. I play sports. So it's like, you know, that was great. We did good. We had a great game. We won. We won <laughs> last week. But like, it's a new game week this week. Yeah. You know, we got to try to win. That's dope. I love uh, that. I love that. Yeah. So it's, uh, but yeah, man, when, when Corona ha- happened, obviously we had to pivot like everybody else did, uh, figure out what, what we were going to do. And, you know, people were sitting at home and, the the same way I got kind of engulfed into what Toby does and like the music and everything. It's like when you find them, there's so much to dive into. And so I think, you know, people having to sit at home, you know, we do something, they find them and it's like, oh, well, like I have this dude been doing this for, he's been doing this every week for three years, five, how long has it been? Um, And so, yeah, that, you know, stuff obviously started skyrocketing after that. So, to follow up with that question, like how, okay. So that transition, obviously you guys had to pivot. Like what do, um, how are you guys coming up with like the concepts for these videos? Like how did that come How did that come about? Um, it, it, you know, Corona, like everybody else. And like I said, it's the mindset over there is like, we don't make excuses. Uh, you know, even, even, a, even a global pandemic, you know, you got to figure out how to work through that. And so, you know, it's like, well, what can we do? We can shoot at home. We can't go nowhere. We can't be outside. You know, at the very beginning of uh, quarantine, they were like, you don't need to do nothing. You need to be in the house. <laughs> right. Don't go outside. Don't do nothing. Be inside. So, um, you know, it was like, you know, he and he said they were shooting. They shot some music videos in his spot that he used to live in before they lived where they where we shoot the videos at now sometimes. And so they kind of already have been doing, and that was another thing. They just kind of fell into place with this. Cause they, we did a lot of stuff that we already do. And so they used to shoot videos at his old crib on the couch, fat twisting his hair. Like that was how things got started. Right. But then as things progressed, they would still do that every once in a while. You know, you know, if you, cause early on, it's hard to get, you know, five dancers to show up every time it's hard to get this you know when you're doing it every week if you're giving people that much advance it's not as big of a deal but when you're doing stuff every week there's times where you gotta you know what i'm saying maneuver a little differently so they had shot videos at his house before so it was an easy transition for us to now shoot videos at the house because we have to do the coronavirus right and so you know the, the aesthetic in their living room and everything is meant in there already uh the walls are meant the oh that was already it was there. already there yeah, all the men stuff was in there. That was just how his crib was set up. Like, that was just him on his own, like, feng shui, this is what wow. I want to live in type stuff. Like, he didn't do that because we needed to start, start shooting videos. So, like, they was like, oh, well, let's get an aesthetic together. Like, that was oh. like, already. That's what's up. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. And so it was just an easy, it was just an easy transition to, to go in there and shoot the music videos. I was, what is amazing to me is the way that we found a way to, like, make, 
all the videos in the living room look so different. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> each video, I mean, really, like I said, the Make It Home video was like like the turning point for me. I'm like, this is this is shot in like one room. Yeah. And it's such a fluid concept. But then next week, it's a completely different video shot in the same room, but it looks completely different. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, like, like we kind of have a framework we work in for the videos, right? Like every video is different, but there's there's always kind of similar staples that we use in every single video. And so having that framework makes it to where we can take one single space and make, I don't know how many videos we've had in there now, probably like 10, but, you know, take a single space like that and do something different every single time. We, you know, there's some videos where we moved the furniture to different spots. There's certain videos where we, you know, make people appear, bring chairs in, take chairs out, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, because we all kind of work in that same, those same parameters and we have one team. That's another thing too, is we use the same people. Yeah. And so, you know, Toby's having a hard time coming up with a concept and Nate's like, oh, well, like we haven't done this in here. Nate, the director, I don't know if y'all be seeing his name on the videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nate Edwards, right? Yeah. 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 So Nate will be like, you know, well, we can, we haven't done this or we can do this this way. And if Nate's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure what we should do here. Then I'm like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? We can just do this, do this, do that, do that. And so, you know, having multiple people that understand what the style is and what the, you know what I'm saying? What the goal is, how we want right. things to look really, um, I think that took us a long way for sure. Yeah. So my next question is now like, okay, you're doing BT hip hop awards. Like you guys are like doing all these different things. Like how does that feel like now, especially knowing now, knowing where you started, like how does that feel now to know like, yo, my work is like touching all these different people on all these different platforms. Uh, it's, I don't, I, I can't believe it sometimes to be completely honest. Um, because, you know, like we sat here and talked about the, from like the beginning of like taking it super seriously to now hasn't been that long. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I just didn't think it was going to get here that quickly. I always like, you know what I'm saying? I had faith that if I like, you know, kept working at and all that kind of stuff, I would get here. Um, but yeah, man, it's just trippy when people like, you know, when you're starting off early on, you're trying to reach out to people and soak up knowledge from people and send people little DMs. You see their video and you like one thing about it. So you're like, oh, how did you, what did you, do you have advice <laughs> for me? What kind of camera did you use? What lens you got on there? All that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it was when people like started reaching out to me for like the questions I had probably been asking people six months ago. Um, I was That's like, crazy. oh, like, like, yeah, like this is this is like making an impact and like something special is being done here. And I think a lot of times as creatives, you know, we're so we're so picky, right? Because we're we're not comparing our work to like where we came from. That's what that's not what we ever do. We're comparing it to like the people that we look up to, the people who we strive to. That's a good and so, uh, you know, sometimes I think you have to we have to take the pressure off of ourselves. Yeah, um, we're our biggest critics. Exactly. Exactly. And and um, I think because I put so much pressure on like my work and stuff, a lot of times I do forget like kind of how far I've come and like uh, how big of an impact is being had on people. Because a lot of times my main focus is like, what does the product look like? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I try not to have that mindset um, all the time. Obviously, I'm trying to execute and do a great job on things. But um, I think understanding that like, you know, some of the pressure I'm putting on myself is like over the top and like super nitpicky. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that point, the point is for it to like touch and inspire other people. Yeah. Um, I do want to know, because you kind of brought it up. What has been your favorite project that you've worked on? Mm -hmm. And then also your least favorite. Uh, My favorite music video... I think the video I like the most is Bozo's with Big Crit. The one in the red when they're yeah. at the, the theater. Um, that's definitely the one that, that's the one that I visually like, like the most, like the lighting and just like the video is super crisp. Like everything just looks real beautiful. That red looks great with, with the, with the melanated skin of the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, that's probably the one I think looks the best. I think my favorite one is honestly a million. Uh, the one we shot for when he hit a million followers. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, we just used the we used the space in a way that we hadn't like, we hadn't done it at all before. Um, and the the wide shot that we have where Toby kind of appears back and it's like the angels. Toby, uh, Nick, who's the guy who does plays the keys for us, um, and Nell's kind of off to the right. Um, that that wide shot for me, I was like, this is this is like everything culminating in like one one scene. Um, so that's probably my favorite one. My least favorite, I don't even know if I should say. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, it's not my least favorite anymore, but I was honestly like really down on Make It Home. Are you serious? Yes, I was really down on it because I was, I was the. Dang, I don't want to. You know, what I'm saying I don't want people to go back and watch the video and be looking. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not gonna give too much, but I wasn't. I wasn't super happy with the way my camera movements were. Um, and so like I would watch the video and I just be like. This is this is bad. Like this, no. this is no. Bad. And they're gonna be like, this cameraman did an awful <laughs> job on this symbol because uh, I did not think it was good. Uh, what? But again, that's the nitpick portion of of what we did. Bruh, I watched that video so much, so many times. Like I know the choreography. <laughs> 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 I know it. Like, Brad, they gonna give me, they gonna give me some vocals in a song at some point. They gonna let me sing. Can you sing? No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, I'm looking but forward to that one. You gonna let me sing? I'm gonna get something. You should just do one on your own and like also be your own dancer and you just kind of <laughs> you yeah. do your own as you sing. Like, figure it out, man. I think that'd be dope. I think so too. I'm gonna hire my own camera crew. <laughs> hey, we're available. Just say the word. I'm gonna fly y'all down. I'm gonna sneak in the house. <laughs> you know? um, All right. yeah, and I'm still trying to get them to give me a mint outfit. I'm like, y'all, I'm I'm a part of the team. I know I'm not in front of the camera, but like that's all right the, though. Get up the clothes, man. Give me some mint pants. <laughs> That's all right, though. That's why we got you in the uh, the mint, you know, creatives are essential hoodie. Yeah. Always repping. That's that's crazy. You don't got, they don't, they ain't give you nothing. No, nah, no mint, man. <laughs> I'm out here wearing my same black on black uniform every time. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. I'm going to go the next tour. I'm going I'm to have me some mint clothes. I'm going to look a part of the team. They're going to be like, where'd he get this where from? Where'd you get this from? <laughs> don't worry I'm about it. Just like, you know what? I'm gonna do my own. That's y'all gave me an idea. You can't wait on people to do stuff for you. That's it. Preach, it. preach. But also, when you do it, just make sure you record it so that we can see that moment. <laughs> oh, I got you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be bent down to the socks. See, they be wearing white socks. They don't Stupid. got the whole thing. They wear white socks. They need to get some mint socks. Hey, introduce them to it. I got you. All right. So before we, you know, time is far spent. But before we like get you out of here we have a segment that we just uh launched on instagram well not just but you know we're starting to get back into it um called creative confessions i'm not sure if you uh if you check that one out um but it's just a few questions that okay. i want you to answer as honest as possible so the first one is what do you and you may have answered this one already but you know what do you struggle with most as a creative uh confidence I think, really? yeah, I think confidence is the thing I struggle with the most. Um, because like, you know, th this whole time we've been talking about, because uh, obviously this is the thing I do the most is working with Toby, right? Yeah. So I think I, I honestly haven't branched out to execute my own ideas the way that I want to. Because, um, you know, when you're, when you're working with somebody as creative as Toby, somebody who like is so sure of, of what they want, their purpose, their, you know what I'm saying, everything. He's so sure of everything. Um, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm trying to think about how I want to execute my own ideas, like kind of moving into 2021, doing more personal projects, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can 
I know that I can, but I don't have like the just like supreme confidence of like, mm. oh, I'll be able to like execute this in the way that I see it in my head. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I say my confidence is is the, the thing I struggle with the most for sure. Um, so you know how writers have writer's block? Yes. When it comes to creative block, how do you deal with that? What are what are some some things you do to combat it? Um, I kind of have people that I go back to um, that I watch a lot of their stuff. Um, movies, a lot of times to do that. I'm sure for a lot of people who do videography and stuff, movies to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of find, I try to find like concepts and ideas and like stories to tell and then base my like kind of visual ideas off of that. All right. So, uh, number three, what is the biggest fear? What is your biggest fear as a creative? What I'm going to do when I'm older, how I'm going to transition this into like being a 55, 60 year old man. Cause you know, right now when you're young, young, uh, you know, progressive, uh, popular people will be like more willing to work with you because right now you have the young popular progressive ideas. Yeah, uh, they feel comfortable working with young people. People watch young people on you know on the internet, on social media, all that kind of stuff. It, it's kind of a young people's game. Um, and so I, I I think a lot about like you know do I think I'm still going to be a shooter when I'm or like do I plan on being a shooter when I'm 55? Like am I trying to have a a steady cam in my hands at 60 years old, like shooting videos or like, you know, how, how do I transition into continuing to do this thing that I enjoy so much, but it being something that's, you know, more conducive and more fitting to where I'll be in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you. Um, what advice would you give to, you know, other creatives, whether they're new in it or, you know, they've been doing it for a while based on your experience? Um, probably a few things. Um, the first thing I would say is like, I guess, I guess this is probably an over, like overarching thing, but like work, like really work at it. Like, uh, like, like we talked about, a lot of people see this as like a hobby. Um, they see it as something that's just like fun, enjoyable to do. They like making cool looking videos, but, um, you have to like work. And I think the consistency is the most important thing. Um, just and, and putting yourself in a position to be ready when your opportunities come. Um, yeah. Like I was saying, I shot three to four shows a week because I knew what type of opportunities I wanted to come my way. And I wanted to be prepared when those opportunities came. And so like, like whatever chances I got to like practice at that and, you know, have evidence that I can do it. If somebody else asked me, you know, can you do this? Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then learning, being open to learn. Um, like I, I learned a lot of the stuff I know about video, obviously from YouTube, but, um, I have a buddy of mine that's, you know, he, he's maybe a year older than me, I think. And, you know, a lot of times people aren't willing to learn directly from people that are the same age as them or it's somebody they feel like they should be equal with or whatever. Um, but like, I, we have people come on set and come help us that haven't done as many things as I've done they, you know, how good their work is is a matter of opinion, but they don't have the experience that I have. Um, But like, if I see or hear them doing something that I don't know how to do, I'm going to ask them like, hey, how you do that? Or, you know, why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Or like, what things can I add to my tool belt? Because, you know, this it's an, it's an ever evolving thing. Like being a creative is an ever changing thing. There's so many different situations you can end up in, um, you know, lighting situations, what types of equipment you're working with. Like I may not get to shoot on the type of camera that I use every time I go shoot. So somebody who doesn't do as much as me, but they shoot on the Canon. Well, you can teach me how to use this Canon camera that I don't know how to use. Um, so I think it's just a lot of, it's a lot of small things, um, that you can take from people. Um, and, and learning. And I think the last thing I'll say is always having someone that you are like trying to catch up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having Morgan Cooper as a person whose work I really watch and like think is great and like 
the next level that I'm trying to get to, um, like really pushes me to, to try to do better every time so that like, you know, hopefully in the next six months, the next year, I look at something I've done and I'm like, oh, this is Morgan Cooper quality. Like I'm, I'm getting close. I'm, right. I'm yeah. close to where I'm trying to go. Yeah, you have that target in mind. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's, uh, that's a huge thing as well. Okay, I know I said that was the last question, but this is the last, last question. <laughs> Uh, what are you sh- what are you shooting on? Uh oh, when we shoot the music videos? hmm <laughs> This is probably gonna surprise a lot of people. Cause uh I had a guy actually hit me the other day and he was like, the videos are so crispy and blah blah, like they look super clean. Uh you shoot on an Ari, huh? <laughs> I was like, nah, bro, I do not shoot on an Ari. I wish I shot on an Ari. Um which goes to show you the, the gear doesn't always matter. But I have so before y'all start bashing me because of this. this <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. I don't like where this is heading. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, this brand of camera gets a bad rap, and I started using it because my one of my best friends from high school he did photography before I got started, and this is the way he used. So this is how I got grandfathered in to. The Nikon world. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Just hang up the call. Just, <laughs> you gotta go. Episode's over. All you Nikon users out there, don't listen to these haters. <laughs> Bro, your camera wouldn't even turn on earlier. Yeah. We're here now. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bro, my heart broke when you said, yeah, teach me how to use this Canon camera that I don't know anything yeah. about. I'm like, oh, Look, that makes it even better. I'm out here doing this on a Nikon. No, but I shoot with a, um, I shoot with an Atomos Ninja 5. So that's what we record like all the videos through. Okay. But yeah, my, my Nikon is just like the vessel. That's not what like, you know what I'm saying? That's not the camera we're using. Per yeah, se. it's not pure Nikon. And that's another thing about me. I'm not a big like gear guy. I don't really like, I can't tell you the newest camera that's coming out or like. Well, that's refreshing. I can't tell you the specs and I don't know. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) not a picture that I want, yay or nay. And I kind of move along with it. But I want my next camera to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like a serious like cinema, like a red or. Canon um, makes great cinema cameras. I'm just, you know, throw that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Something to consider. Hmm? You Canon users are so arrogant. We're well, like know. we're like iPhone users, you know. When you know you have the best, you know, it's like, what is there really to talk we, about? We're just trying to spread the gospel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> That's it. We're just missionaries. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I want to thank you so much for for joining us today. Um, being yeah. the first official guest yeah. and then coming on with the Creatives Are Essential Hoodie. Oh, Reasons man. why I love you. I'm repping, always. All the I'm time. People be like, oh man, your hoodie, all right, where you get it from? I'm like, right here. Let me, let me go ahead and put this in there for you. I'm going to even push the follow button for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. That's yeah. love. Yeah, we appreciate you, bro. We'll come back for episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're going to have you on before then. Oh, you ain't say nothing but a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, though, tell people where they can, like, you know, follow you and on all the different platforms. Yeah, I am at Wise Boy Photo on Instagram, uh, at Wise Boy Photo on Twitter. I think I'm at Wise Boy Photo on Facebook, too. I don't have a uh, clubhouse yet. Coming soon. I will very soon. And let me actually let me take this opportunity to tell people what wise boy means. Because my wife tells me I need to explain it to people. And I just I just be saying wise boy, wise boy, wise boy. Um, so wise boy means wise, the wise is by itself, but the B-O-Y is beyond our years. Oh, okay. I like that. So uh, it's not like people are like, oh, you just calling yourself a wise boy? You're a wise boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh, 
lives beyond our years. That's what that means. That's dope. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you look like you got some real annoying DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Not even wise man. Exactly. Wise boy. Exactly. You're going to be a boy for the rest of your life? Y'all look <laughs> I'm like, look, that's not what it is. But, uh, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. People people typically like it after they find out what it's about. Like, people are real like, mm, when they prefer to get Wise boy. I like that. Good? All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, uh, you know what I'm saying, waiting on me. I'll just go ahead and tell the viewers I was a little late today. <laughs> Don't tell on yourself, man. Yeah, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna talk about how your Nikon was like failing you in the beginning. It's all good though, like you said, you here now. We're not gonna blame it on my Nikon. We're gonna blame it on this new gaming laptop that I bought. No, uh, mm. I need to take that back. We so, are now. We're on the Mac. We're on the MacBook now. On my trusty MacBook. So come on. Thank yeah. God. Well, we've had no issues except for the one. Progress. You know, Canon will be next. You know, one step at a time. all right y'all thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of creatives are essential podcast um don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're using youtube spotify apple podcast google play whatever um and follow creatives are essential on instagram and pick up some creatives are essential merch while you're at it again i got my brothers with me will stitt joe stitt peace i'm christina and we will see you next time peace Later.